Attention, please. Places for top of show. Places for top of show. Hello, and welcome to Twins Talk Theater. We are Cindy and Stacy, and we're talking about theater, backstage life, and all the excitement that the audience doesn't get to see. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's episode of Twins Talk Theater. This week, we are actually talking to another set of twins, Kim and Kelly Lennox. Uh, This is our first set of twins that we're talking to, so we're super excited about this. And this is also our first guest that neither Stacey or I have actually worked with in person. So you guys get to learn about them along with us, which is really awesome. So Kim and Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Um, Let's start with, oh, actually, I should start with... Who was first? Do you say Kim and Kelly or Kelly and Kim? Kelly and Kim. I think it depends on who you're asking. (laughs) Oh, really? Because we always say Cindy and Stacy, no matter which one of us says it. Oh, really? She's the oldest. It's always Cindy and Stacy. Yeah, I'll always say my name first. Yeah, me too. Well, that's super awesome. Great. So then I won't have to worry about saying it wrong. Uh, (laughs) So how did you guys get into theater because I think you mentioned that you didn't originally go to school for theater so how did you kind of how how did you get into theater how when did that start for you and and did you do it together yeah (laughs) (laughs) we'll just say everything in unison for you Um, we do do the same thing I think like around our junior year of high school uh we auditioned to be in a Christmas carol and um, we didn't get cast in it, so we worked on the stage crew. And then we went to the teacher. We're like, if there's anything like we could do, like any role. So she cast us as um, ignorance and want, the two little children that yes. pop out yes. of the room. Yeah. And so we were on stage for like two seconds, but it was like the coolest thing, and people thought it was awesome. And um, like that really is like we just from there we just haven't turned back. And I feel like we grew up playing sports. So, like, we played volleyball and softball and bowling yeah. like, all through high school until junior year when we quit. And I think uh, we started listening to, like, Spring Awakening and, like, yeah. Next to Normal. And those shows sort of just, like, we went down the YouTube hole and, like, started yeah. looking at <laughs> videos and videos and videos and just kind of, like, fell in love with it. But I feel like growing up, we were always dancing or singing or, like, yeah. doing something, like, in that manner yeah and then our, our senior year of high school our theater teacher brought us to new york city and we got to see our first broadway show which was next to normal and we just kind of fell in love and we're like we have to move here um even though you know our parents kind of at first weren't on our side they were like no not theater and uh, <laughs> yep, yep yep same thing yeah. and now that we're out here we're sort of like i don't know if i can do it and they're like you you got this like you can do it you're always gonna get a job and we're just like i don't know yeah <laughs> So that's, that's a short story. Yeah. <laughs> so did you end up going to college theater? Yeah. Um, the first college we went to, um, we, were, we played softball there because we had a softball scholarship. And that's kind of what we were like all focused on in high school. And then um, that year, my sister and I just kind of got together. We're like, we can't do this. I mean, there's nothing we can yeah. do with softball. At that point, it wasn't in the Olympics, so we and we probably weren't going to make it in the Olympics. I should also note yeah, that. that we were not we were not a Division One college here. <laughs> um, so 
yeah so we just kind of looked at each other we're like you know we want to do theater it's the only thing we can think of that we want to do yeah. so we went to um ashland university and we went on a tour without telling our mom and we auditioned without telling them uh and then we're like surprise we're transferring and we got a scholarship for theater and bye <laughs> and, and i hope you're okay with that yeah basically that's what happened <laughs> so you guys both auditioned and auditioned both got in and, and then both in. moved together mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty cool like we went to separate universities but then when we studied abroad in london we both went through the same program to study in london together but we didn't go to the same university yeah it was a, it was a little hard because uh, uh, I mean, have you guys ever been apart from each other yeah but not we never been apart until after we graduated college I went to Utah and worked at the Utah Shakespeare Festival for three months. And Kim worked at um, Cedar Point, which is an amusement park in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the longest we had been apart in, like, long distance, too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) like it. Yeah. It takes – it is really weird. So we – like Stacey said, we separated when we went to college. I went to two different colleges. And we didn't have our own cell phones at the time. I don't remember why. And I came home for, like, Christmas break. And I was like – Parents gave us one to share when we started driving, which we also shared a car. But then they said, well, it's not fair for one of you to have a cell phone and not the other one. So they took it away from both of us. Yeah, but I don't understand why they didn't just give us both cell phones. What the time? Everyone didn't have cell phones. Like, it just wasn't That's a common right. thing. I guess. So I came home for Christmas break and I was like, this is not going to work. And I went out and bought us both cell phones and just handed it to her. And I was like, this is going to be much easier. And yeah. we probably... <laughs> We probably yeah. text each other like every 20 minutes all day long and send pictures. So, oh yeah, more than yeah. I text my husband or my our parents or anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's I, true. Like, I think it's the same way. We're the same. Yeah. And we live in the same city. <laughs> yeah, we live like it's like a 10 minute walk to her house. Yeah, so. we live right down the street. <laughs> Well, even when I'm in Long Beach working with for or working close to Stacy, and I'll be like two miles away, yeah, I'll still text her all the time, and then just like go over to her house because I'm like, this is just easier than than calling. She, I, yeah, awesome. she somewhat has Thank keys, either. but she usually loses her keys to my house. So I did. Oh. <laughs> I was like uh, in the same chair as Kelly the other day, and I texted her. I was like, "Hey, are you almost here?" She's like, "I'm upstairs," and like I had already left, so I was like, "Damn, missed you." <laughs> <laughs> So did you guys start out, because you, Kelly, I think, you're now working hair and makeup on a show. Did you guys start out there, or did you start out? Um, We started out, like, so at Ashland, we studied acting. Like, we did the general tracks. We were acting, and um, Kim worked in the costume shop and, like, fell in love with, like, costumes and stuff. And I was more, like, scenic-wise. Like, I did a lot lot of scenic painting and uh, sort of, like, stage managed and stuff and um and then when we graduated I was like I'm gonna act that's what I'm gonna do but when we first got here I was like I'm honestly willing to do anything and everything to like get into the theater scene and we worked at Applebee's in Times Square when we first moved here and it was it was quite a job (laughs) it was three floors I know I know that Applebee's I've eaten there a couple times but I try to avoid it because it's a little crazy so do we it's the world's (laughs) largest these <laughs> yeah so the second we got um we got a show together yeah we we did a month in the country at classic stage company and that was our first show and they hired both of us so we were like peace out applebee's 
And so, so what did you do on that show? Well, uh, we were on the set crew, uh, and then I went to the wardrobe supervisor and told her if she needed help that I normally do wardrobe. And so all of a sudden they like made me do wardrobe and I did hair and, um, I was, I did hair for, uh, Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black. She was in that show. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I did her hair and stuff and helped the wardrobe supervisor, but we, they made us, uh, do the set change at intermission like synchronized together because they thought it was funny that we were twins and they made us like voices. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we we would yeah. probably do the same thing. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how uh, so many people seem to be shocked when people are like, "Oh, you know how to sew?" And Cindy and I grew up sewing. Like our mom taught us. Did you guys learn early on, or did you learn when you went to school? Uh, I feel like in home ec, like, all, yeah. like in like middle school and uh, high school, we learned how to, yeah, we used to like sew little pillows for yeah. our family members at Christmas. And now like looking back on it, they probably didn't want those in their lives. But like, we <laughs> <thought it was laughs> <really interesting. laughs> um, yeah, so we kind of, I yeah, forgot, we like learned in home ec and yeah. then we kind of just like didn't do much with it. And then when I got to college, I was looking for anything to do um, a work study job and mm-hmm. there was an opening in the costume shop. So I just kind of like popped in and. From there, I learned a lot more. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I exactly. Work study in the costume shop for four years. So now it's just, you know, if anything needs to happen, I was like, oh, I could easily sit down and sew that. Even as a stage manager, I was like, oh, I need Velcro on that. I'll just do it. And everybody's like, but and I'm like, no, seriously, like I could sew Velcro onto a piece of fabric. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a skill that everyone takes for granted. And then when a button pops, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so many people are like, you know how to sew? And I'm like, it's a needle, it's thread, you go between two pieces of fabric, it's really not so difficult. But apparently yeah. it is. So that's cool that you guys, you know, that first of all, that they had home ec, because did we even take sewing as a home ec? I think, I think junior high had a couple home ec classes. For like yeah, I don't even know if they taught weeks. sewing for us. Yeah. So that's cool we that had they like had it and that you guys class. learned something and your teacher would be very proud. <laughs> yeah, she, she taught us how to sew pajama pants. Remember, you oh, have to make yeah. your own pair of pajama pants. That's pretty easy. Yeah, straight. You have to still hem the bottom, sew it together, probably elastic top or drawstring top. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it seems easy now, but when I was in seventh grade, I thought I was going to lose my mind. Like, <laughs> I remember being upset because I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. The guys were even more upset than we were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And who knew that so many years later, you guys would be actually using sewing as a career thing. Right. Yeah. And I, it's, it's so funny how like our careers have kind of like, uh, since moving here, like we just learned so much in like different fields. Like I started stage crew and then fell into costumes. I worked with Kim. Um, she was the wardrobe supervisor of the big apple circus and I was her assistant for a whole year. So we toured with the circus everyone, Every time we told people like we work for the circus, they would like automatically thought we were contor- like contortionists because we're twins. Yeah. yeah for some reason, they got like, weird ideas in their mind. I was like, no. Yeah, they're like, what's your act? And we were like, sewing? Yeah. <laughs> in unison, we both sew straight lines. It's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So we How did that. Like that with a. Uh, with one kind of as a supervisor over the other one. Was that weird? I, I, yeah, we, 
<laughs> she was the assistant and see how she stumbles. <laughs> <laughs> Only because we also lived together too, because we, we traveled with them. So we were living in trailers and, um, uh, what, what were you in? Like a, a little, camper. Like yeah. a camper and stuff so like that. So it was like Portage on. So it was like we worked together and then we would leave work and then we would be living there. Like we were there the entire time. And um, I mean, I, lo- I liked it, but we also got like irritated with each other a lot because we did double show days every day. And uh, that was exhausting. <laughs> yeah. But also I felt like it was fun. I liked touring with you and yeah. no, I wouldn't have wanted to do it by myself. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we had so that was, like we didn't we haven't gone on tour together, but we were apart for two and a half years before we went to London. And then going to London, like we hadn't lived together in two and a half years, and then suddenly we were living together twenty four seven, taking all the same classes and everything for like four and a half, five months. But, I mean, occasionally we got annoyed at each other, but in general, it was like, well, I don't have to pack, like, something to brush my hair because you have a hairbrush and we only need one blow dryer and we only need, like, it was yeah. just easy. I feel like we just kind of reverted back to to how we were growing up. So I don't know how you guys were, but one of us always naturally, like, we kind of, we did everything together or like I only ever had to do half of anything and she did the other half like one of us would always kind of take charge so like one of us would pack while the other one made the food or you know one of us would deal with the finances while the other one looked up stuff and we never you know it was just easy to to split things so for us when we went to college we kind of actually had to like relearn how to do everything because we'd never had to do stuff for ourselves before if that makes sense did you guys experience anything like that when you when you separated it went to Cedar Point in Utah? I, I feel like Kim, like, in our sister relationship was normally the one who, like, initiated things and then was, like, the go-getter, and I would kind of just, like, follow behind her and stuff, and I felt like when I went to Utah, I had to, like, kind of, like, learn things on my, like, by myself and, like, like, I don't know, how, like, learn how to be without her and not having her yeah. there to, like, like ask her like oh did you do this oh like I should do this or like remind me of things that she was yeah. learning of doing <laughs> yeah it's so this interview like, re- this interview is so gonna be just like hey other twins let's figure out what they do and if it's like what we do <laughs> <laughs> so no, I mean I think it's so mean. interesting I mean people are so intrigued by twins and there's so many studies on twins and mm-hmm. you know and people see us on the street, like, no one can walk by a twin without saying, you're a twin. Like, we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Have or you ever want... had people argue, are, are you guys identical or fraternal? Identical. Have you had people argue with you about that? We know people be like, uh, they'll ask us and they'll be like, identical. And they're like, are you sure, like, you're not fraternal? And we're like, yeah, no, we're identical. <laughs> Pretty positive. Yeah, we've but, had people be like, no, you're not. Yeah, we are. Like, genetically, we are. They're like, no, really. And I'm like, just because her hair is a little redder than mine doesn't mean we're not genetically identical. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. I don't know. People just don't know things. <laughs> Our brother asked only a couple years ago. He's only three years younger than us. And a couple years ago, he's like, are you guys identical or fraternal? And I'm like... Why is this just now coming up? <laughs> Shouldn't you know this? Yeah. Well, what I what I find interesting, you mentioned studies that were done. 
I did a lot of research because I have a psychology, a minor in psychology. So a lot of studies about um, like nature versus nurture, which is a huge one in twins. So I think it's so interesting that you both went into theater, which is just like Stacy and I. And I, I know a couple other sets of twins where both of them went into theater as well. And so I just love talking to twins to see, you know, is that a nature or a nurture thing? You know, are people, are theater people born to become theater people? That's just what we're drawn to. Because, you know, our, our family, obviously, our family wasn't. Ours are a bunch of scientists. So, like, what made Stacy and I both go into theater about the exact same time? Do you guys have theater in your family or? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> our, our mom, my mom's a hairstylist, which is funny because now I'm doing hair and wigs, which was never, like, a thing that I did growing up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, our dad is a financial planner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our older sister is a social worker. Yeah. And, like, even, like, our relatives, no one's really, like, big on theater. So. No. They were all terrified when we moved to New York. You know, because they just see Law <laughs> and Order and think we're going to be walking right. down dark alleys at 3 in the morning. Yeah. So. As you do. Yeah. Exactly. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, my, my grandma, like, one of our first conversations we had, she was like, do you and Kim, like, always walk to the subway together? And I'm like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> if she's going to work earlier than me, I'm not walking with her to this. <laughs> There's millions of people in this city. Most people are not molested on a daily basis like Law and Order would have you believe. Yeah. People forget that in New York, like, there's so many people all the time that, like, when you're around a lot of people, it's hard for people to get away with stuff, you know? Yeah. It's actually really safe, you know? There's actually places, um, I'd rather not walk in Ohio, but I'd, I'll gladly walk in Times Square alone here, you know? Yeah. There's so many you're people never in Times Square. <laughs> yeah. I think when you really get scared is when you're, like, the only one on the subway. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> now I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that rarely happens. Yeah, so it's yeah. not bad. Like, yeah, we I never had a problem. When we were in London, people were like, oh, you're in a big city. And we're like, uh, yeah, but it's London. There's, there's always Probably people. Probably one of the safest places we've ever been. Yeah. Exactly. We never yeah. felt afraid going anywhere there. Yeah. So uh, speaking of New York, did you guys choose to move to the city together or did, was it a discussion you had or did one move and then one follow? How did that happen? We, um, after she came back from Utah, we worked a little bit longer at the, um, the, the amusement park together. We actually played Siamese twins for Halloween. Nice. <laughs> like, That's excellent. Down. <laughs> yeah we'd walk down the um the midway they, yeah. there was, it, they had like um halloween weekends at cedar point which is like on the weekends they open the amusement park and there's like parades and live shows and like all the rides and stuff like that and, and we would just walk around to the guests and freak them out and then walk dance in the parade <laughs> yeah <together. laughs> um but after that yeah we we knew new york was the place to go because i mean this is where everything is and we did four years in college we weren't gonna not at least try and uh this we knew we had to go here and we moved here with uh three other people we went to college with so we all got a townhouse a little five-bedroom townhouse and moved here which made it a little bit easier that we had like a group and it especially made it easier that i had kelly i'm not sure i don't think i could move here like without her that'd be really weird yeah see that twin Well, I moved with Eileen. I had a roommate in college that I lived with for three years, and she had moved to New York to go to grad school. So when I moved out here, I just moved in with her. So, like, I'd already lived with her for three years. So, you know, I had, like, 
I already had that base and, you know, like a best friend and somebody to be with all the time. So that made it, that made it a little bit easier, but yeah. plus I'd already been away from Stacy for six years at that point. Yeah. College and grad school. Yeah. Uh, we, Cindy and I had different minors in school. Uh, she had a plan and a purpose and thought about things and went into math and psychology and ended up getting a psychology one. You guys said you guys, uh, talking before the interview, you both got marketing uh, minors, right? Yeah. Has that helped you guys? Because as theater people, we never have full-time, well, I did for a while, have full-time jobs. Did marketing help you guys market yourself? Totally. I think it, on it because theater, what people don't understand is like the actual business behind theater. I yeah, feel. it's all a business. It's such exactly. a business. Every day, that's what I do. I come home from an eight, ten hour rehearsal day and then I'm like, okay, now I got to look for the next job and how am I portraying myself on Facebook and what does my website look like and do I have business cards? It's like all, all marketing yourself. Yeah, it's all marketing yourself. And uh, I'm really glad that I chose that as my minor. Yeah. Because um, like even being able to like freelance myself and like, yeah. And it helps with acting too. Cause I mean, you have to figure out what roles are best for you. Cause at the end of the day, acting's a business too. Like you can't, I wouldn't roll up for an ingenue audition because I know I wouldn't get it. It would be a waste of my time. Um, and so that's helped there too, you know? So what are some things that you would recommend uh, because you guys have marketing and it's probably just second nature to you to market yourself because you've been doing it for so long now. Uh, what are some things that you would recommend? What are some things to help people promote themselves in the theater world? Definitely Instagram is a huge thing nowadays with like actors and technicians and like um, even like my supervisor, we went to uh, we were looking at people to hire and he's just like, let me check out. Like, let me look at the Facebook page. Let me see what they're about. And like it, it's just I, w- I would definitely suggest having a Facebook and an Instagram. And um, I mean, I wouldn't think I don't think that you need like a separate Facebook account unless you're like posting pictures of yourself, like getting wasted all the time or like, you know, like you just got to be smart about it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, I think if you, if, if acting's the way you want to go, I think it'd be great to somehow get into the room to either uh, read for an audition. Uh, because I know in college, I got to sit on the other side of the table because I was stage managing a show. And to see the people come in and audition for the roles. And on the other side of the table, all you're thinking about is who's right for that role. And then when you're the one auditioning, all you're thinking about is, I know I sang that song perfectly. Why didn't I get it? So it's great to see it from the other side and to understand the business of it. Um, and I, I would also say um, there's a website called backstage.com that uh-huh. for like actors and technicians, I think it's really good. It's like $150 for a year. Yeah. And you can like, you can have your resume on there, your headshots, reels, like anything you want. And you can literally in any city, look up an audition on any day, like what type of audition you want, what character, like it's such a good yeah. source and playbill, playbill, playbill for technicians and um, off stage jobs. Yeah. All of these websites are great tools for 
actors and technicians because that's how I've gotten yeah. some of my jobs. Um, when it comes to websites for technicians, uh, for wardrobe, I've never needed a website because, I mean, what are you going to do? Post a video of you doing a clip change? I mean. <laughs> I would be super excited about that. Personally, I've watched some and I'm like, oh, my God, there's like five techies and they all know exactly when to like button something. And one person's job is just to put the wig on. But after doing uh, I never sorry. I'm so excited about this. I. I've never had to do a quick change as a TD. You just don't have to. But we did. I did Beauty and the Beast not long ago with um, the Palace Verdes Performing Arts Conservatory, and we just didn't realize how quick the change for Belle was at the end. And so I was like, "Well, I've sat through all rehearsals, and I know this girl, and you know she's underage." So I was like, "I know her. We're friends." Um, her mom said it was okay, you know, being overage, working with her and all. And there was another guy who's like, I can do it. I was like, okay, great. So if a guy's working with her and I'm working with her, we don't have to worry about, you know, anything being creepy, but I've never done a quick change before. And it took like five times before we figured out, okay, when she comes off stage, she has to face a certain way and she has to hold her petticoats so that when I take down the dress and he puts the dress over the head, the petticoats don't get stuck. And then who puts the wig on and then what hand goes first so she knows how to put it out. And it's so coordinated. And you just, when they come back out on stage, you're like, oh, a new outfit. And backstage, everyone's like clothes flown everywhere and things like that. Like, that is super cool. I, I yeah. yeah, I'd hire people if they could do it quick quick change backstage it's so impressive to me yeah people don't realize it's a thing and people don't think about uh that the actors aren't doing everything you know and uh, it's best if they do nothing (laughs) like you you see a show on stage there's a different show happening backstage there's a whole other show happening you know i don't blame people for that because honestly i was just talking to my um, boyfriend about this last night because he was like i'm actually it's like kind of upsetting that your name isn't on the poster, like the supervisor, like the hair supervisors, all that. Their names don't get to be billed on the posters. It's just the stage manager or the assistant stage managers and the designers. People have no idea that crews exist. And in playbills, we're all the way in the back. We don't even get a bio. So yeah, people yeah. don't know that we're a thing. So, I mean, you can't you can't blame them for not knowing. And I didn't really realize how big like a wardrobe, a career in wardrobe is until I moved to New York. You know, I knew there was a union. I didn't really know how to get into it or anything like that. Um, Because, I mean, it's not really well known unless you're in the industry. And I feel like there should be more, like, education about it, that there's people backstage doing it, you know. Actors can't even touch anything, you know. (laughs) That's just it. Even then, even people in the industry, like, how many performers have you talked to who don't know exactly what you do? I run into singers all the time who really don't know what I do as a stage manager. Or they don't know what the technical director does. And they don't know what it a shop supervisor is, you know, and they work with us all the time. And that's kind of why Stacey and I wanted to start this podcast just to be like, look, guys, there's this whole other world out there. And especially to people just starting to get into the business or who are thinking, you know, maybe I can do theater as a living. Like, yeah, it's possible. Look, there's a hundred different careers you can have that are not, you know, actor performer based. So yeah, if you just stay after a movie to watch, sometimes I just like love watching the credits to just see how many people it takes to build what you see on screen and all you see are the actors, you Mm -hmm. know, and you think of the director and you're like, wow, they did such a great job. It's just like, just wait. No one wants to wait, stay and wait because it's so long. And there it is. It's that long because there's so (laughs) many people it takes, you know? Yeah. 
I have to say, I think the Marvel Studios are doing an amazing job by putting a clip of the next movie at the end or a snippet of what might happen next. Because now all of us have to sit there and look at all those people and all those titles and all that music just to see a five second clip. But it takes 10 minutes. And sometimes it's not one name at a time. Like the Z uh, FX color artist or whatever. I'm, I'm sure I'm completely butchering that. But it's just like a paragraph of names. It's like, yeah, that many people are working on the movie. It's not just the Avenger actors and the director. There are so many people. And, and things like four or five medics. And the bus driver and the person who takes care of the animals. And you're like, there were no animals in this, uh, but apparently there were. And it's just so many small things you don't think about that are all backstage and behind the scenes. And that's super cool. Yeah, exactly. So, so thank you, you mentioned Marvel the union. Did, <laughs> Sorry. Did you, um, did you have to join the union or are both of you part of the union? And if so, which union do you belong to? I am not in the union yet. I'm hoping to join it in the next couple months because I'm technically I'm working in a union position um, because I'm I'm on summer the Donna Summer Musical, which is a Broadway show, and I, well, all the people in the wig room are union, and so um, I'm hoping to be able to join it by working this job. I actually have to talk to my supervisor about this uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> So I can give you more details later. <laughs> um, what union is it? Is it uh, it's, USA it's, or it's IATSE? It, no, it's the hair union. So oh. it's, it's from IATSE. There's a, there's a wardrobe union and there's the hair union. I forget what the actual name of the my, union is. My, my union's under IATSE. Your mm-hmm. hair union might be too. I think I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to say. IATSE like just like the big one. But yeah. like because the, the, the stage hands are local. Stage, the stage <laughs> hands are local one. Um, Correct. For wardrobe, mine is local 764. Um, I'm not in it. I'm registered with them. So I uh, sent in three, three letters of recommendation in my resume and explained why I wanted to join. And then I had gotten, and then I paid a hundred dollar like fee or something and had an interview. So I was registered with them so I could get access to all the wardrobe supervisors on Broadway, all of the emails and contacts for the movies that are filming here in New York. And to be to like be in the union, I have to do 30 days of union work. Um, so I've been doing some day work um, at Kelly's Theater, uh, just coming in and steaming the clothes before the show. And so uh, if, and, and those will add up, but at the theater I work at, it's off Broadway and it's non-union. So and I don't need to join the union. I'm like full time there, which is super unheard of. So they really take care of me. Um, so I'm not currently in the union, but to do films and TV and stuff, I, I do want to get into it. So the hairstyle union is local 706. But that would be under IATSE then. It's, it's, it's under IATSE, right? I'm pretty sure it is. I think all the unions are. Or no, is it different? You- Yes, yes, it's under. <laughs> you want to wait? I'm just not gonna. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> okay. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> so I know in costumes is part of it, but I yeah, I never. We didn't have hair in our our wardrobe. People when I was on Broadway did hair and makeup because we didn't have wigs. I believe. 
So yeah. I never really had to deal with it. We just had a couple wardrobe people and that was it. I think yeah. that's what who I dealt with. So it's funny that uh, a lot of people don't know the difference between hair and costumes and group them into one, but they're yeah. two totally different things. Like I can't touch a costume backstage. Like even if they need a zip and like no one's around, I can't help them. Yeah. But I would say like um, with marketability, um, if you're just looking to try to get into Broadway, but want to start off Broadway, definitely. If you're doing wardrobe, try to learn hair and wigs. Like I I've learned from, the people Kelly, Kelly and I entered with uh, JJ Janice and Dave Boba, who are designers on Broadway, and they're incredible. And um, they really helped our skills. And because of that, we get so many more jobs because all of a sudden they're like, hey, you're doing wardrobe. And can you French braid? And can you do a roller set? And it's, um, it's it, they're two way different separate things. But for some reason, producers are like, and it's one. Because they do, especially off Broadway, if there's only like a couple wigs, they try to make the wardrobe supervisor do that. They do, yeah, they're not hiring another person because they don't want to pay another. Yeah, person. they don't want to pay. Well, that's like I, stage management. They're always like, "You could run the light board as well, right?" I'm like, "Right, well, yeah, uh, yeah." <laughs> I mean, I can. I was trained to do it, but that really is two separate jobs. But I mean, the last show I did in Omaha. We, for whatever reason, there. I mean, there are multiple reasons, but I ended up running my own light board while calling cues to the soundboard but you know i can yeah, do while it while being an so... equity stage manager what while being the equity stage manager right i think that was the equity contract no that one was not union contract oh okay well, I, I think that's how they got away with it well the stage managers at my um my theater they're union and they do run both the boards but they get paid an extra fee to run them yeah and some some contracts in new york do allow it like when i did a a lot of showcases they allowed it uh i only did showcase <laughs> i've only done showcase and broadway i don't really have any in between um equity which is kind <laughs> of interesting you- but i did equus back in 2008 oh with daniel radcliffe yes yep. with daniel radcliffe yeah that was my, were uh, my <laughs> we were watching videos of that on youtube <laughs> <laughs> that was your youtube rabbit hole so how yep. did you Kelly, you, you just opened the Broadway show. How did you get that show? What was, how was your path to get there? Oh man, it was a crazy path. Um, <laughs> so I've been, um, until like a month and a half ago, I've been working on Jersey Boys at New World Stages for like the past six months. Cause um, Jersey Boys was on Broadway, then it closed after mm-hmm. like what 10 or 12 years. And then they came back to New World Stages. So I opened that show there. And I, I'd been doing it. And um, my friend who was the wardrobe supervisor with me, she left the show to go do Donna Summer. And then um, I was I was kind of feeling like I was ready to leave, but I didn't really know. And then I got a text from her that was like, hey, we need someone to fill this position. Like, there's a new hair position. Do you think you can, like, leave the show? And I got lucky because the show Dodgers is a um, production company, and they mm-hmm. both of those shows. So, um, and it's the same wig designer that designed Jersey Boys was designing Donna Summer. So, um, I found out about it on a Saturday, which was a double show day. I interviewed for it in between shows on my dinner break, uh, got the job, did my final show on that Sunday matinee. And then Monday I started at Donna Summer and I got thrown into, um, a final dress it was like um they were running through the entire show in tech and i had never i just it was my first day i never i didn't know what the wigs were didn't know the show at all and i was just 
backstage, like putting wigs on people and ran the whole show without stopping, without ever going through it. So it's been, <laughs> it's been a fun, like it honestly keeps you on your toes and it's uh, been such a learning experience and it's honestly been like a dream come true. It's been a lot of hours, but um, mm-hmm. right. It's, it's like uh, sink or swim. Here you go. Just learn, learn to do this show. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely sink or swim, and I think that's when, like, all of your skills, like, and, but you can't, like, panic, I feel like a lot of people panic, but you can't, because it's just, like, everyone knows you're getting thrown into the situation, and no one's expecting you to, no one wants you to fail, and no one's expecting you to know everything, because you, it's your first day. <laughs> so right. you just gotta, like, deal with the card, like, the hand that's been dealt to you, and at the end of the day, like I'm doing what I love. Like I'm putting hair on people and they're singing and dancing. Like <laughs> in a world of make believe. Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> exactly. It's not life threatening. Nobody's gonna hopefully die if you know a wig oh, doesn't go on right. Yeah. <laughs> no, every time I sew something wrong and then I like take the seam ripper to it, I'm like, thank God I'm not a surgeon. Like you can't undo that. <laughs> But I was, I would say I got lucky with getting the show because my friend, uh, who I'd just been working with for six months, uh, she kind of like told me about the job opening and like kind of got me in. And I, this business is so much about who you know and like making connections with people. Like I haven't had to apply for a job in like over a year because I've just been getting jobs through people that I know. And for like people coming into the business, I think it's really important to like make good contacts and like, be a good being a good human being is something that is yeah. very rare being yes. being relaxed <laughs> being easy to work with yeah. um having a good positive like being positive about stuff even when things go to yeah. shit like and just being chill and just remembering that i mean it's theater it's supposed to be fun um like we said you know you're not doing brain surgery uh and just you know i know a lot of actors like it when you have a very calm attitude they can feel your energy it's just all about having the right energy and they can feel if you want to be there or not you know that's very true i feel that a lot of well actors are used to that they go on stage and you always talk to them you know during the show or afterwards and they can be like oh this audience they're not you know they're not feeling it they're not giving me much yeah something like that and it's the same with backstage you can tell if they are connected with the crew or with their fellow actors they have some connection and it makes a lot of difference and i think that's very true i mean crew is backstage with them even if our names aren't up in lights it feeds off of each other and they give a better performance if they feel supported backstage yeah and also i feel like um you have to have a thick skin especially working backstage because sometimes the actors will be frustrated with happened with what happened on stage and come back and take it out on you. And a lot of times they end up apologizing, but sometimes they'll just say something and you're like, ouch, that wasn't at me. That was because you didn't do something right or something like that. And you just kind of have to be like, okay. Yeah. Well, also with the thick skin back to the, our names aren't up in lights. Like we work just as many hours, just as hard, but nobody wants to interview us or get our signature or names aren't up in lights or anything like that. And it's like, yeah, but, their names are up in lights because we're doing our job too. So yeah, I've, I've met a couple people who were actors and changed to tech or are trying tech for the first time. And they're like, Oh, but like, you're still working after the last curtain call. It's like, yeah, it's called strike. We got a couple, like a day or two of this. <laughs> our job's yeah. not done. Yeah. I'm always there late. Cause I'm doing the laundry after the show. Um, and people also think wardrobe designs the costumes. And I'm like, no, 
no, that's not a thing. And people who run the boards design the lights. And I'm like, no, that's also not a thing. <laughs> like, they, still, they don't realize that they're separate people for separate things. Yeah, so many, so many different areas of doing things. Yeah. yeah, I was taught in grad school, actually, the difference between costume versus wardrobe, which we were not taught in undergrad. You know, it was all kind of the same thing because it was such a small school. And in grad school, it was such a big thing that there is a difference between costume crew and wardrobe crew, which now I, I use those terms all the time, especially working in big union houses, because it, it is a huge difference. And it, it is a difference to have makeup crew and hair crew. Uh, I'm starting a show in Portland. I forgot where I was for a second. And we just got our, our tech schedule yesterday. Even though we haven't started rehearsal yet, we've started going over tech schedule. And I have like 44 crew members working backstage on the show. And I think almost 18 of them are just wigs and makeup people because wow. we're wig yeah. and makeup in our entire, even our entire chorus, which is kind of unheard of sometimes. But when I saw those numbers, I just got <laughs> so excited because it's just something like you it, don't you, do, you know? So to be like, Oh, I have 44 union crew members working on this opera is, is super exciting for well, me. It's an opera, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, opera. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah but what? even, even what then, this? unless you're at the biggest houses, you usually don't wig all your chorus, you know, you'll wig your principles, but because of the you nature of this piece. Couple, yeah, you might wig a couple of them, but I've never been on an opera where the entire um, like chorus is wig. That's a lie. Yeah. Just kidding. I did um, <laughs> a Jane, Jane Eyre, the opera. Um, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I was the I was the wardrobe person and it was just me and there was 15 actors in the in the show and I had to like costume all of them and four of them five of them had wigs um and then there was also uh, facial hair and it was just me like backstage doing quick changes and stuff like that it was actually um, kind of terrifying but um it only it was only for like a week <laughs> it does it does get kind of terrifying uh, yeah. going back to what you said about you kind of felt like you're in the right place at the right time and just got lucky with with your first broadway show I think almost every person we've talked to on this podcast has said almost the exact same thing at one point or another. All of us feel that we've gotten to where we are because of like one just happy accident or one connection that you can kind of trace everything back to, you know, and it's, I can't even say it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not an accident because we've all worked so hard to get where we are, but it kind of feels like it was an accident. You know, you're like, oh, it just happened to me and it was a chance. It wasn't a chance. We've all worked our asses off for years to get here, but it just kind of feels like it when you get that phone call or you get that email and you're like, I made it. So um, in college, one of our professors, he was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was it? He said that most things happen because of luck, but luck is preparation and being at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I like Which that. you have to do. I mean, you, you had to get Jersey boys in order to meet those people in order to make that connection, you know, exactly. to get to Donna Summers. So yeah. Know. Even like the, the things that don't work out, work out. Like you don't get something because something else is coming and it feels like a heartbreak at that time, but something bigger is coming or some other opportunity happened and you met this person because of that opportunity. Yeah. Or like you didn't get a job and two days later you get a bigger job. Yeah. 
I think yeah. that's yeah. So, like you, you guys also said, mm-hmm. it's also just being good people and being friendly and making those connections because you never know in five years who's going to be on Broadway, who's going to be promoted to the yeah. head of something, who's going to be like, oh, I hear there's a job, I know someone who can do it. Like, it is a very small world, and you just have to be friends with people, like honest friends, not oh. fake. It's it. The theater world is so small. The amount of the same designers you work with, the same people you work with, who this person knows this person who you've worked with and yep. all this stuff. And I mean, if you're a bad person, I mean, I, it's a small circle. People are going to find out and they're not going to want anything to do with you. That yeah, people talk. Yeah. And especially for like when I get, sometimes I need people to sub for me. So I'll, I'll go online. There's like, ward, there's Facebook groups for wardrobe and got people that you can just be like, Hey, looking for a sub and people come to you and they'll give you your resumes and I'll look for their like, references and I'll, I'll look on their Facebook to see if I have any mutual friends with them. And then if I do, you know, I ask my friends, I'm like, Hey, do you, how are they? Like, you know, you don't want to hire someone who's just miserable. Like, that's awful. Yeah. That's I one of my that's... biggest things is Facebook. We, uh, yesterday we were Googling people on Facebook for the show that I'm working on now because we think someone's name was spelt wrong. We're like, oh, I recognize this name. Who is it? But similarly with marketing yourself, if I don't get along with somebody or I don't like working with somebody, I won't be friends with them necessarily on Facebook because I don't want people to associate me with them. <laughs> so uh, there have been a few times that I've like, you know, there's a designer and director that I've worked with recently who I, I just I'm not friends with because I had such a bad experience that I don't want people to look them up and see me and, and you know, relate me with them. So. So it's yeah. it's interesting the people that you you choose to associate yourself with on Facebook and market yourself with. Also, the, the you could save someone though. <laughs> if they saw your friends with them, you'd be like, oh my god, no, save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe I could go back and really look at that and be like, yes, I have worked with this person. Let me tell you about my experience with them. So going back to the the marketing and, and marketing yourself and resumes. For a resume, because there's just so many different ideas on what it needs to be in all, uh, and cover letters and what needs to be in cover letters, the first thing I always look at when hiring people is, have they done a show at a place I know? Do they have references of people I know? Do you guys find that that's something that a lot of people look at, or do people look more at what shows you've done, or read cover letters? Like, I don't know if you guys have done much hiring, but... I just never I know exactly like, uh, what to look at or what to present myself in two pieces of paper. I feel like uh, when I was at Jersey Boys, we were looking for swings to come in and the resumes were coming in. And honestly, we were looking at um, like their contacts, like who their references were and like what their experiences were, like if they'd done shows in the city specifically or if they're like new to the city and stuff like that or like how like, what like what's their experience like and then we went on facebook and looked them up like <laughs> just so we could put like a face to the name mm-hmm. um but i think definitely definitely look at references or they like look at the show to see if they've also worked with that director or like have worked with this designer because i mean people can be very good at being fake you can interview them their resume can have all the right things and then they're just still awful and they've lied about something here or there, still can't do something. But, you know, people, people there's so many people who, not so, I just know a lot of people talk about people who are working on Broadway. And I just wonder how they get these jobs when they can't do certain things. And I know so many people who work so hard and are struggling to find these jobs. And um, it's just about who you know and marketing it right. 
Um, cover letters, though, uh, I hate cover letters. Yeah, but, I feel the um, same way. <laughs> I've heard people like them short and sweet. In college, they always taught us, like, like a full page and just cram everything in there. But honestly, now that I've, like, looked for people, I think I would want it short and sweet. I don't want to yeah. read a novel about you, you know? I mean, I feel like you, you're you bragging about yourself in a way, but you're also like, I can do these skills and qualities. And then I also like to talk about why I would, like, want to work for that specific company. Definitely, yeah. like, look up the company. Definitely, definitely change the name every time you send out a cover letter. Yeah, remember that. <laughs> 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 Name and person, um, if you know somebody that you're applying to, make sure exactly. it's the right name on the letter. But to whom it may concern, definitely yeah. do some digging yeah. and give a name to it. I also <laughs> feel like a lot of times, uh, like I like to have my resume speak for itself. I could say I can do all these things, but if I haven't been hired anywhere, I think that says two separate things. Um, oh, that's a good new point. To the state, you know, um, but someone, I mean, I got lucky. My someone gave me a chance. I got, I worked for Illuminate for the first time as a swing dresser. That was like my first big thing in the city, and it's because someone took a chance on me. And she interviewed me, and I had done research on the show, and I, I was just so excited. And so because of that, I mean, the ball kind of started get, getting rolling. Oh wait, what's that website that we applied to, and that's how we got Classic Stage. Production oh, core. Production core. Production core is this great website here in New no, York. No, it's not a website. It's a big production. Oh, thing. it's a big production thing, I guess. Where <laughs> you send, I mean, they produce, a, like they produce Jersey Boys. They produce a lot of shows, like yeah. everywhere. It's called production core, and you send in a cover letter and a resume, and then they put it like on their site. In a system. Yeah, yeah, and so when people like any production companies looking for a painter or someone who can do this or that, they contact or like you. a PA. I've done a lot of PA yeah. work with them. That's how we got our first gig is we painted for them. Like I painted their lobby for like four hours one day, like a theater's lobby. And she went in and did some, I like moved a piece of furniture. And then from that, they're like, Hey, want to <laughs> run a show for us? And we were like, yeah. I've is that just that in, That's so interesting. Is that just in New York city or is it expand out? I don't, let me look. Yeah. Because they helped put up Jersey Boys, which I thought was cool because I've worked for them in the past. And then to come into Jersey Boys and being with a company that I knew I thought was, like, very full circle-esque. <laughs> it's also very cool. Like, it, they get you in to do smaller things and kind of probably feel you out. And then be like, oh, this person was, they showed up on time. They were dressed appropriately. They were willing to pick up furniture and move it. Yeah, I, exactly. I've done that. Like, I've used to hire people at uh, the Norris in Palos Verdes and I would put them on smaller shows first to be like, can you handle this show? Do you fit in with the crew? Do I want to hire you for a month or is two days like pushing it? So that, that's very cool. Uh, now all of us have to look them up. Yeah, they're they're a fantastic company. Um, It's called Production core.net but i think they've changed over to someone named sonova who owns them now um yeah you can check me on that but i'm looking right now yeah i don't yeah, know it what says happened. production core is now sonova crown sonova s-e-n-o-v-v-a and it just linked yeah. me over to another page theater and performing arts oh yeah, I yeah, wonder if so it's the same thing. It's, I think it has to be the same thing. Yeah, producing production management of off-Broadway regional and tour. Yeah, they do a lot of off-Broadway. Like, most of the theaters in the city that are off-Broadway have 
like I've worked for like I've done jobs with them with production core. They're like yeah, they're very good at like coming in and like um helping strike a show and like get it ready for a, a new show to come in and like PAing the show during tech and uh, being with it like up till previews. Yeah, you can. I think you can contact them to figure out how to join. Yeah. That's yeah, excellent because it's so hard when you start. Like you, you've said before, it's all about who you know and connections. When you move into a new city or you're going into a new area, you don't have any of those. So you have to start no. somewhere to start building that. Uh, you, you guys said that when you moved to New York, you had a group of people with you. Did you have any connections to the city already? Any other alumni who had moved there before, or were you guys just starting out brand new? There, we were starting out brand new, but there's alumni that live here that are working on SNL and um, what else? Were Brady's on Broadway. Yeah, working on Broadway. Like, um, And then we have people who live out in California who graduated from Ashland who are like, there's actually another set of twins that graduated yeah. a year ahead of us. They just got another mm-hmm. commercial. I they've been it. like, they're actors out in California and they're killing it in the twin game out there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Actually, we've, we've gone to twin auditions, which I don't know if you guys have, but um, it's really crazy because you walk in feeling so great. You're like, we're so awesome. We got this. And then you go into the room and everyone else is a twin. And all of a sudden you feel like that special thing is gone. And then you're like, oh, no. Now, like, now you're like judging yourself. Like, are they more twin length than we are? And like, <laughs> it's really, it's really like this almost world experience. Yeah. Because it's like, it's very rare that you're in a room with 20 other sets of twins yeah oh and you're it's all rare we met we made single sets of twins that's why talking to you guys is so exciting because we just don't run into twins very often we're, we're actually friends with another set of twins um one is a dresser on broadway and the other one is, is fashion, fashion. Yeah. she works at a high like high-end fashion place here in the city that's funny. We have uh, we know a set of twins, uh, Brad and Chris Inlow, and Chris does Chris does hair and makeup. He's makeup. He Chris does makeup in makeup. New York, and Brad is out here with me in California, and he's the TD at Pasadena Playhouse. I forget okay. what show Chris Inlow's on. There's, a, like- there's Inlow sounds very familiar. There's a set of twins out here who I think are lighting designers. Set or lighting designer. Someone was telling me about them. They're two male twins. I haven't worked with them, but they were evidently they work really well together. I don't know if you <laughs> I feel can like find that's them. Pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk more about twins? We oh, totally work well together. Stop it! I'm working with Christopher on Donna Summer. This was on that show. Oh my yeah. god. I Chris have is been... a twin. I'm good friends with. I was good friends. I know his father and his stepmom and his brother and, and their dogs uh, and the wassail oh, yeah. his stepmom made for He's Christmas a... every year yeah. was amazing. Have you seen a picture of, of his? You need to look up a picture there. Uh, Chris posted it. I think there's a picture of him and his twin brother Brad from like a month ago. Brad and Chris look nothing alike. They're fraternal, and it's just like the the funniest picture. I show it to everyone who knows them. Uh, Brad, but yeah, you should look it up. But Chris, oh Chris God. is amazing. That's so cool that you guys are on the same show. Can we edit out the part where I'm like, "Wow, that name sounds familiar." Oh my I know Christopher. No, no, completely, completely fine. Yeah, I did. Uh, I just closed Allegiance in April. 
with Brad. Oh, he built this set and I was the TD. Uh, so I was like, Brad, you have to get your brother and you like, we need to do an interview. Cause I was like, if Cindy's in New York and Chris is in New York and Brad and I are out here, we can like both meet at each other's houses and there'd be like two twins on one coast and two twins on the other coast. And trying to get four theater people scheduled to line up to do anything is near impossible. It's so, so impossible. I love Christopher. He's taught me a lot. <laughs> That, yeah, that family is really just wonderful. the nicest, most friendly, accepting family. Like when Cindy went to University of the Pacific, they basically adopted her and uh, she spent holidays with them. And we, we would go up there for like Christmas parties because Kathy Inlow would make the best wassail and they had the cutest puppies. And yeah, great, great family. <laughs> Yay. I had one other question that I was going to ask you guys, but I can't remember what it is now. It's not on the email because I read that one. Yeah, usually at the end of our podcast, we ask if you guys have a twin story. I mean, we've been talking about twin stories the whole time, <laughs> but oh, no, I remember what it was. Uh, when we were younger, I don't remember how long we did this. Um, our parents or our mom especially joined this club in Southern California that was called the Twins Club. And I guess it was just for families who had twins to like get together and hang out. I don't. we did it when we were like elementary school, but you're right. It was kind of interesting to like be in a room. And when you're that young, you don't really think about it. But I'm trying to think about now, if I were to walk into a room with like 30 other sets of twins being like, this is so weird because being a twin is such a special thing. And it's so different than everybody else. And then to be surrounded by other people that are like you, I feel like would make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, there's, um, have you been to Twinsburg, Ohio? You're going to say that? that. No, (laughs) no, I haven't. I don't don't think I've ever been to Ohio. You've been to Ohio. You came to Cincinnati with me. Oh, okay, yeah. I went to one yeah, city no, in Ohio. No one remembers Cincinnati yet. <laughs> um, Twinsburg, they do a twins festival every year in August. In August, yeah, all these twins come and everyone dresses alike, and it's just a huge festival with a ton of twins. We might have to do that sometime. Yeah. I'm not sure if that would be cool or kind of like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> right? Well, have yeah, you guys Kelly been? And I, uh, we're like we're part of this twins talent agency and the the two twins are the two people are twins who run it they're two girl twins nice and uh they always send stuff for the twins they birthday used to, they used to have a they they owned a restaurant where they only hired twins in the city but so, I, I think i'm assuming they didn't find enough people yeah no it's not <laughs> it's not there anymore but we got yeah. we got um called one time to see if we would if we want to see a documentary about twins who only date twins. And I was like, yeah, that's not what we do. Do people do that? <laughs> I've heard of people who have done that. Uh, we dated and married fairly different guys. Uh, well, twin dated some well, weird ones I didn't approve of. But <laughs> I... One was a twin. <sighs> he was fraternal though, right? Uh, yeah, he was fraternal. But still, I, I I mean, you see things online of twins marrying twins because then there's always that discussion of their kids are more or less siblings instead of cousins, especially if they're identical and and things like that. We've never, yeah. Like I said, we don't know many twins. We knew one set in, in high school and then the in-laws. And then I, I there was actually a couple qu- twins who worked on Allegiance which I thought was really funny because when I first started working on Allegiance, 
I learned, I was talking to someone and they're like, oh, Brad Inlow is, or the, the TD at Pasadena Playhouse will be here. He's uh, building a set. And I said, oh, Brad, excellent. Hey, did you know he's a twin? They said, no. And then I met the stage manager, uh, Cricket, not Cricket, um, I can't remember, uh, the stage manager, and she ended up being a twin, but her twin didn't work in theater. And then I met the assistant stage manager. And the first thing I asked him was, are you a twin? And he was like, no. Why? I was like, well, everybody else seems to be a twin. So I was just wondering if you were a twin. <laughs> he was not. He yeah. failed. But yeah, that's a whole city of twins for a festival. That's kind of weird. Cindy, do you remember we did go to an audition once when we were little? <laughs> no. Um, really? This I must have blocked a, this from my memory. You must have blocked it. <laughs> I remember mom and maybe me brought us and we drove somewhere like in LA and I remember the sun was down and they brought us into a room and they were asking us questions like what's your address and what's your phone number and neither you or I could agree on anything. I do not remember this at all. Are you sure this is not a dream? <laughs> no, usually you remember those. <laughs> no, I'll have to no, ask. Okay, mean... I'm going to call mom later today and ask her. I, I figured it was an audition later. I don't remember anything else about it except them asking our address and phone number and we didn't agree on it. So so we failed the audition. <laughs> we failed the audition, apparently. <laughs> There's this show that was on MTV called 20. And it's such an interesting show because they take sets of twins and then they divide them into two houses. So one twin lives in the one house and one twin lives in the other. And then there's a bunch of, there's these uh, physical challenges that they have to do. And um, if they win the challenge, then they get to go into the same house as their twin and be with them. Um, and then at That's the kind end, of evil. Uh, <laughs> it's like you're being punished for sucking in something. You don't get to see your other half. The that they put on the show are like twins that have never been separated before and like do everything together all the time. So they were having like mental breakdowns that they yeah. weren't seeing that have. <laughs> exactly. That, is kind of that sounds evil. Kim and I did a, we did a promo for it where they literally just like sat us down and asked us questions about being twins. Yeah. Uh, and then they were like, would you guys like to be on the show? Like this is, they were just like asking me like, do you think you would do well? And I was like, oh yeah, we freaking nail it. We would. Until <laughs> <laughs> like elimination, you have yeah. to answer five questions right first with your twin. Like you guys have to answer the same answer and like yeah. we would practice with the game. And like when they would ask the question, we would like answer and we like, we're always on it. So like yeah, I nice. want, to, want them to bring it back because yeah, I mean, there's only one season. I think you can watch it on Hulu maybe. Yeah, but the winners, the girls who won that one, then were on Project Runway, and I was like, wait a minute, what? But they got like kicked off. People didn't like them. Well, that's because like you guys, they're actors, and so any way to try to get in, it's probably what right. they were doing. It wasn't just well, like, like I would just want to go on that show to win the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get to win two hundred. $22,222.22. Very nice. I could Very totally, catchy. I could do that. We could be on a show if we won that much money. Hell right? yeah. That's what I'm saying. And we know how to function without each other. Like, we function together, but obviously we're 3,000 miles away. Well, yeah, right we now would, I don't know. If. We would just be the twins in the corner drinking wine, watching everyone have drama. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not very that good at that us. whole drama stuff. We would be terrible on TV. We would be like, <laughs> uh, you're being very dramatic right now. Can you just go wash the dishes? Like, it's really not that yeah. difficult. 
it was just really interesting to see like um when the twins both went into like the separate houses like the one like there was a set of like gym rat twins and like literally like 30 minutes into both of them being in their houses they both were working out doing like the same thing <laughs> but like i wonder how much of that like, the producers were like hey listen yeah. your twins doing this you should go do this so we can film it exactly think it's funny and yeah that's the whole thing i feel like because you guys and us are in the entertainment industry, like, it's not a shock to be like, what? This was all staged and not real. Shock. Right. <laughs> it's like, exactly. no, really. You know, it still kind of gets me that The Bachelor stage, that one hurts a little. But, <laughs> everything but seriously, else you put 21 hot looking females in a room competing over the same guy and then they're living yeah. together? Ridiculous. It would and drinking copious amounts of alcohol. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'd be there for the fun time. I want to be there for the guy. Yeah. I'd be like, where you go where this week? Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're paying for me to live in this mansion? Perfect. Great. Yeah. Except they don't get paid to be on the show, which is kind of crappy. Really? It's just that yeah, hope they that they win and like then they get all the publicity? The bachelor. Like the, the, um, the, per- the Bachelor or the Bachelorette gets paid. And then they get all their, like, dresses paid for. But everyone else has to bring all their own stuff. Wow. Yeah. I figured, like, even if you were there for free, they'd pay for, like, room and board and hair and makeup and costumes and all that. No, for costumes. <laughs> I call it <laughs> costumes, too. I, when I have football, I go, I love their costumes. That's what it is. Yeah, but uh, Cindy, and I are both, Cindy and I are both married, and we basically ran our weddings like a theater show. Because yeah, no, no, like we had production um, meetings and we had, uh, yeah, I had ground plans, plans drawn out for Cindy's reception on how to set yeah. it up. Yeah, I mean, there's a rehearsal beforehand. What else are you going to do besides run it like a theater show? Yes, who, who you just invite extra people. Me? Uh, what you? Uh, sorry, I talked over you. Oh, who was married first? Cindy. Mm-hmm. I've pretty married. much done everything first. <laughs> yeah. Are you the firstborn? Yes, I am the firstborn. Yeah, I'm the firstborn too. Whatever. <laughs> how how far were you guys natural or C-section? Natural, natural. Yeah. How? Four what minutes. was the distance between you two? Four minutes. Hey, we're four minutes too. Yeah. <laughs> Usually they say there's like thirty minute gap, but we were four minutes. Cindy, yeah. actually, I came out. Apparently, I got a black eye because Cindy used me to step off to come out. So <laughs> I had a black eye. So she kind of cheated. I feel it's cheating. <laughs> but then I've done everything else first. <laughs> yeah. Um, when were you, what month of the year are you guys? January 5th. Yeah. We're April. We were two months we were, early. So we yeah, we were been supposed April. to be like mid to end of March. And we came really early. Yeah, we were supposed to be May. Yeah. Oh, so you guys weren't too early. Well, depending on what time in May. I feel like twins always come early. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, if I was the mom, I'd be like, get out of here. There's two of you growing in me. If you both went to nine months, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, our mom said she had us within the first 20 minutes of arriving at the hospital. Because yeah. there's like no pictures or like video or anything because my dad didn't have enough time. <laughs> huh. He was not ready. He was just like, <laughs> and it happened. And did they know that daughters. you guys were going to be twins early on or how did they figure that one out? I think I don't I don't know early on if they I think they found like 
midway through or whatever, right? Yeah. Our dad's boss told us a story of like the day he found out that we he was having twins and he like came into work like super white and like sweating. <laughs> his boss like, what's wrong? And he was like, Oh my God, like we're having twins. And my and the boss was like, It'll be okay. And my dad was like freaking out. <laughs> Apparently, uh, as the story our dad tells is they, you know, did the ultrasound and we were the first, our brother was three years after us. And so everybody, you know, it was intent on looking at the ultrasound and this and that, and they printed it out. And it wasn't until they went to pizza that night that they were looking at the printed out ultrasound and it said like baby arm A, baby arm B, baby arm <laughs> A, baby arm B. And they're like, oh, uh, oh, there's. Two of them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like the doctors didn't say anything? According to my dad. Who knows? But yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah. they might have too. But you know, I think if, especially with your first your first pregnancy and your first child, like you're so focused on other things that you, you don't really like comprehend what people are saying. You're just like, oh, look, an arm. Oh, look, an arm. And you don't like start adding it all up until later. when You're like, why are there so many arms in this picture? <laughs> It's like sounds. where she's like, both heartbeats are strong. And she's like, I just thought she meant mine and the baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good. We're both healthy. That's good news. <laughs> I think we're we're coming up to an hour or so. So Kai tells us. Yes. Uh, do you guys have anything? I mean, we always ask about twin things, but we've been talking about that. Do you guys have anything else to add to the podcast? We've You guys have given advice. Any any other words of advice to people who want to get into theater or move to New York or who are interested in doing this as a profession? Um, I would say, like, don't ever think that you can't do it because so many people are going to say that this is a risky business to get into, but it's just as risky as any other business, to be completely honest. And there's you, there is always a job in the theater, whether it's on stage or backstage, there's always something that you can do. And not even theater, even in this industry, like film, television, uh, there's so much that you can do and um, just like dive into it, be passionate about it and like go for it because yeah. uh, you can do it. It's it's a real thing. It's a sustainable industry. And yeah, people are going to say um, things that they don't know anything about. Um, I've had I've had teachers tell me like I was going to go broke here, yet they never worked here. They've only worked in academia. So I'm just like, how why would you tell me not to move here? Um People will say, like, you're going to fail, all this stuff. If you believe them, then you will. But I just don't listen to them because people, like, when you get older, you start to realize everything people tell you is just their opinion. And you don't have to take it for anything. It's just what they think, and that's fine. But, I mean, we've proven so many, proven myself wrong, proven other people wrong. I mean, if you work hard and it's what you want to do, do it. I mean, life is so short. I see my friends doing nine-to-five jobs, hating like regretting going to work every day. I wake up, I'm happy. I can't wait to get to work. Even when it's like long hours, I may be like, oh, I'm so tired. I need a day off, but I'm still happy to be there and I'm not hating what I'm doing. And yeah. if you wake up realizing that you like aren't happy, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows when it's going to be our last day, you but know? I definitely say you have to have a passion for it too. Oh, definitely. <laughs> to like get you through. A, if you can see yourself doing something else, I would do, do something it. else. <laughs> Yeah, tech weeks are hell weeks for a reason. People are like, yeah, how many right. hours did you work this week? I was like, I don't know. 
I get up, I go to work, I eat a couple meals, I come home at some point. Sometimes I don't come home, I sleep on the couch, but that's that's tech week. Yeah. This is my first day off in two weeks because I've been in and out of tech. So, I mean, yeah. And this is my last day off for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but just, then that's how many life. other professions get to have like an opening night party where you or or any event where you sit down and you just like love every second of your job. Yeah, I'll be calling yeah. shows and just like in the middle of a show when I don't have cues, just be like, this is so fucking amazing. Like I am sitting here in the middle of Boston or in Portland, Oregon or New York city watching these amazing people on stage and someone's paying me for this. Like, this is so fucking awesome. This is my job. It's no, just, yeah, it's definitely it's I remember I would be like backstage in college being like, oh, this is so much fun. I love doing this. And now I find myself backstage like, I love doing this, but people actually pay me. (laughs) And I'm not paying to do it, you know? And I still love it. Even after all these years, it's it's still so amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, you you get to watch the show on stage somewhat, depending on what you're doing. But then you also get to watch, like you said, the more exciting show going on backstage and the the drama on the headset or who – working with kids sometimes and the kid will run up and be like, I can't find my boot. And I'm like, you what? You lost your boot? Like you go on stage in like three seconds. How did you lose a costume piece? And yeah. I never believe an actor when they say they can't find something. It's almost always right in front of them. Oh yeah. In the dressing room and they just didn't see it. Cause it's a theater. It's not that big. And you had it on like yesterday. How far can it go? I, I like, I've been working some pretty long hours, but like I walk across the stage every day to go to the wig room and to like leave the building. And every, like, even at the end of the night, I walk across the stage. I like take a second and look out into the house and I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like, yes, I'm exhausted, (laughs) but I'm on a Broadway stage right now. So I just need to shut the fuck up. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's very humbling to be honest. Yeah. And then like some days we don't, I go to work for maybe... I, co- I don't even have to be in till 5.30 and then I get to leave at like 9.30. I'm there for like four hours and I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's what's so awesome about it. That's what I love about perform or, you know, once we get to performances and opera too, because you can't perform every day. So we will never right. have two show days. You have to have days off. So then I have like all of this free time in these cities that I've never been to before. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to a museum today and I'll go to a zoo tomorrow. And like, I'm still yeah. getting paid. Exactly. It's like amazing. <laughs> it is awesome. Why, well, thank you guys so much for, for <laughs> joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us. <laughs> I'm excited. It'll yeah, probably I'm take so glad that a we, while to get back. We finally to got it text. scheduled after trying for like yeah. two months. <laughs> well, the day we were supposed to do it, that was the Sunday that I got the musical that I got down the summer. So I started work the next day and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think I half, again. half of the interviews we do are all are rescheduled interviews because everything happens. We were trying to interview a friend of mine and the night before or the, like two hours before the interview, she texted and she was like, my call just got moved to 4 a.m. tomorrow morning. There's no way I can do this interview right now. You know, like, that's just our life in theater. Yeah, yeah. So I've canceled some being like, well, I thought I could leave now, but apparently tech's not running the way it should be running. So I got to stay extra to make sure it continues going and then I'll leave. Yeah, just that yeah. happens. So, yeah, getting yeah. four of us scheduled at the same time in theater is pretty impressive. Yeah, we nailed it. Because <laughs> <laughs> twins are awesome is what we do. Yep, yeah. basically. <laughs> 
Well, thank you guys so much. And uh, hopefully we can stay in contact. And yeah, tell tell Chris hi for us when you see him. Well, they just oh, friended us oh. on Facebook not long ago. So. Okay, good. Yeah, not Facebook, on Instagram. Let us know if you're in New York. Well, Cindy technically lives there. Occasionally she goes home to New York. <laughs> not often. I'll be there for a week in June. So I'll let you guys know. We'll, we can go get... Go hang out together. Sydney, you should go see the show, and then you and them and Chris could all hang out. That's true. I can go do that. I can drag Matt along to it. It's a fun show. It's 90 minutes with no intermission, all disco. Nice. (laughs) I don't know if Matt will sit through that, but you can try. Yeah, Matt will sit through it. He loves me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me know. I can give you a backstage tour after the show. (gasps) Yes. Twin, you have to do it now. Yeah. And then take pictures and send them to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more, visit our website at twinstocktheater.podbean.com and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music. You can also interact with us on Facebook or Instagram at twinstocktheater. Total Music, Dance Macabre, is provided by Kevin McLeod of incomtech.com under Creative Commons License 3.0.